Welcome to Disc Integration. This is your host, Tim. This is Matt. And this is the last time we're getting together to talk about The Cure for a little while. I think we're done. I think. We're just going to jump straight into the match play this week. It's still alive. It's the Gaming Grapple, as Portal's theme by Jonathan Colton takes on Mirror Edge's theme by Lisa Mikowski. Did you catch that when you were I did, listening yeah. to it? Yeah. yeah. And that's not why I picked it. I just, again, I last time I just searched, it was like, oh, I bet there's more songs called Still Alive. And it turned out it was another game theme music. Which order did you listen to, or do you want to talk about first, Matt? Uh, I listened to Jonathan Colton first. I did too, because I replayed Portals, and that is how I listened to this song again. Was uh, getting to the end of the game for the thousandth time, and then I was like, "Well, I guess I'm working on the podcast right now." There you go. I will say I listened to the Portal version, right from the is, game. Yeah, which is, is Glados singing. Oh yeah, I did too. Nice. And then that. I listened to Jonathan Colton actually singing it. I don't think I've ever listened to Jonathan Colton actually singing. Yeah, I don't want to. I want to hear Glados. Uh, yeah, I hear him sometimes on NPR. We may have talked about this previously. Yeah, we have. Yeah, like. That's how I know him best, other than this song. Matt and I talked about it, too, that maybe this isn't fair, that we can't count this one, because we're both Portal fans. I'm right. Like, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm speaking for you, but it's... No, it's true. It's I'm, true, yeah. I, I have... I have yet to play Mirror's Edge. Uh, I have played it, actually. Yeah. It was a game where I read descriptions, saw reviews. I was like, man, that's right up my alley the way that sounds. I didn't enjoy it at all, actually. I, 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 I don't know why. I just could not get into it. And I made it pretty decently far in the game. I probably about... It's a short one, I think, too. Like, you can speed run it in, like, 8 or 10. Yeah. And I bet I gave it a good solid four hours, and I was just like, you know, I'm not enjoying this done. I've seen a speedrun or two of it, and I'm like, this doesn't look like something that I'm interested in. Anyways, back to the Jonathan Colton Portal song. <laughs> I don't think there's any bias here, because I have this on my uh, car flash drive, and it comes on maybe half the times it comes on, I don't skip it. Yeah. Because I'm not in love with it. I like it in the setting of the game, It's but not so much listening to it outside. Like, it adds... To what is already a quality game. Yeah. With the way it ends the game. I will say, though, that this match play made me consider doing, like, reviews of covers. Like, who did it better? Oh, I think we had talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we did, because I can tell you. And I'll bring it back up. It'll be a reference point later. All right. (laughs) Is that all you got to say about that one? I mean, again, still alive. Jonathan Golden. I've probably heard, like, a million times. Right. Two million times. I've played Portal a crap ton. And it's even on, I think it's on a couple of my playlists, like, that I listen to occasionally. I'm pretty sure you and Kelly listen to it in the off, listen to him in a general sense in the office. Yeah, I have a day. whole playlist of Jonathan Colton yeah. songs in the office. So yeah. I know, I, I know some of his other music from mm-hmm. you all listening to that. Yeah. Chiron Beta Prime. Bills, Bills, Bills. That's right. the one. That's the cover that he did. I mean, Jonathan Colton is... I mean, he's got his own sound. Yep. Yeah. I will say, though, that this song is better done by GLaDOS than him. Nice. But I think it's because I prefer the song in the setting of the game. Next up is Lisa Makovsky. I mean, it's pretty Mirror's standard. Edge. <laughs> yeah, from Mirror, the Mirror's Edge theme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty standard pop song. There were a couple th- times I thought it was going to turn into like a big arena rock song. Yeah. Like it had the builds there, but it didn't ever took advantage the, of it. It had the builds to the drop off. And then I was like, it's going to come in hard. And then it, it, yeah, it comes it in never soft did again. did anything with it. It's like, apparently the cure has gotten into my brain. I was ready for something to build and then <laughs> yeah, explode. Exactly. This was more of a build, drop off, and then stop and build again. The vocal, perf- I don't know if it was the performance or if they just buried her vocals in the background too much. Both. Or if they didn't let her, and maybe it's from coming off that 
what was it, Grace Potter? Uh, After hearing that, like I, because I think these kind of fit in my brain. They they're the same type of music. I know one's more countryish, but they're both just <laughs> pop songs. Yeah. So I think that hurt the song. I think if they would have given her a chance, she could have done it. She could have done it. That was my thought too, honestly. But from I think the, that listening. they they not only buried the vocals, but I don't think they let her do it the way she wanted to. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I think she was restrained, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately for Lisa Makovsky, my winner was Jonathan Colton. I think it, yeah. And it's not even, like I said, it has nothing to do with bias. I just... Uh, I was going to say, for this one, I don't I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like, no. I, like, this is all about the production. I think it. it was electronic arts records or recordings or yeah. something like that. So, like, yeah, she's just doing whatever Way to go, EA, EA told her. Yeah. EA strikes again. <laughs> yeah. Man, everybody hates EA. Fuck that. <laughs> NHL. I play those NHL games to the day I die. <laughs> All right, so now we're to the best of section. We're going to cover our top three albums, which I figure we'll do that first. Okay. And then we'll break out into each top ten. Oofta. But then we're done. And then we're done. <laughs> and, and then we do other things. So, top three. So, I had the head on the door at number three. What'd you have? Uh... Honestly, for me, I was fighting between, what was it, Blood Flowers and Faith. Wow. Really? Yeah. Woo! Well, let me, but let me talk th- about Head on the Door, and then I, you can cover your number three. Unless that's what you picked. No, I didn't. I ended up with uh, Blood Flowers, but that's a different Really? Thing. Yeah. But, you know, go ahead. I can talk about Head on the Door <laughs> after, because I want to hear how you I, came to... No, I'm I, still struggling. Faith and Blood Flowers. I think, it's, I think it goes back to, and I think we discussed it in Head on the Door's review. Right. Head on the Door was a very instrumental album. Yeah, no, it was the it was one of the pop albums. Yeah. Like, it was almost all pop music. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was, I think I just got into the the cure sound when we finally got to the end. Why did you have faith? I think I really what I want to discuss is faith more than blood. Flowers. I don't know. Like, I was trying to figure that out too. Like how to faith made it to was, four. Wasn't that the end of the goth trilogy? Maybe faith right after head on the door. Seventeen seconds, isn't it? Faith is after seventeen seconds. Anyways, I'll talk about head on the door for now. While yeah, <laughs> figure that out. The reason I picked it was it is one of the pop-focused albums. Mm-hmm. It's almost all pop music, maybe some wall sound songs, but it's early in their career, uh, so it's a little more raw, and I think it represents their pop side very well, because at this point, they had been basically a post-punk goth band, and they just kind of threw that to the side on this one. The album before, the top, they did a blend of that more, but this one stuck straight to pop music, and I think most people that would listen to this would enjoy it. You are correct. Faith is right after 17 seconds. I'm also correct that most people would like Head on the Door. I think you are right. Anyways, let's get back to you. I'm not saying I don't like Head on the Door. Get back to Blood Flowers now. (laughs) Because that one, I, you know, Blood Flowers was okay, but I don't think it, top three? I I, I mean, I might be too critical of the early stuff. Right. I mean, that could easily be where that's coming from. Maybe. I don't know. Blood Flowers was also, like, the only album I had to re-listen to to come up with the top ten. So it might be just that it was the most recent listen. Well, that seems unfair to Blood Flowers. Yeah. <laughs> or unfair to the unfair other to, Unfair to Faith and... Yeah. Because, yeah, the other ones I just When you got down to Faith and Blood Flowers, did you at least go, well, I think I'll give Faith a listen. I did, yeah. Because I came into this pretty already secure in my knowledge of, like, oh, these are my top three. This is mm-hmm. easy. I had my top two, like... From right. day one. It was the three you had It was the debate. third one that I had to figure out. That's why, like, I went back and listened to the podcast we have 
available right now. Yeah, but that's your fault because you lost all your notes. I probably would have done it anyway. <laughs> no, I don't need to re-listen. I have to edit this. I was going to say, you, but you, you edit it. I don't. Like, like I said, the album was easy. I already knew pretty yeah. much. Probably the right after I got done listening to 413 Dream, I was like, well, here's my top three. <laughs> So I may have spoiled that 413 Dream didn't make the top three. <laughs> I think you did in our review of 413 Dream. Oh, I thought I was kind of that album. You were, but I think you spoiled the fact that it did not make your top three right. in the overall. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess we're on to two. I went Disintegration. Hey, I did win Disintegration <laughs> also. Like uh, I said, my top three, my top two was pretty solid. Like I want to clarify, it's not because of this podcast being called Disintegration at, at all. all either. This is, I think, you could almost say this is an objectively good album. Because mm-hmm. they got pictures of views on here, Love Song, Lullaby. All of those are like massive classics. From what I understand, Fascination Street is kind of a massive classic for The Cure 2. I think so, yeah. That's four songs right there. Four of what, 11? Yeah, it seemed like it was, song-wise, there wasn't a whole lot of Ten or 11 on that one, I think. Pretty sure, isn't this like, I mean, it's their peak popularity in the 80s. It also had, I went back, Same Deep Water View was... Good. Uh, title tracks are always good. Yep. So Disintegration was a good song. I mean, it's just solid from beginning to end. And it probably does a better job than Head on the Door of giving you a little of, not really both sides, because there's they're multifaceted I, bands. I, I would say it gives but you a like, good idea of all sides of the band. Yeah, whereas Head on the Door is very much more just It like, gives you a good idea of the pop side. Yeah, but I think, like I said, with picking that one... I think a more casual person that just likes pop music or popular music, they might gravitate more to the head on the door because things like Same Deep Water as You and Disintegration, yeah, they may not get through that to make it to Pictures of You or Love Song. That's true. All right, well, we have consensus on two. On to number one. I mean, this one, I, don't, I think it spoiled this multiple times. <laughs> I think we've, yeah. I'm going to surprise you, Tim. It's the self-title. Uh, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> I was going to throw you a curve on big. It's kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. I don't think... I, yeah, no. right. I knew better than that. <laughs> God-awful 45-minute episode that we had to do. Now, me going, hey, this is the cure at their very best. I should make clear, I think Incesticide, or Insecticide from Nirvana is their best album, and it's all just B-sides and rarities. I'll fight to the death on that one uh, against anyone. I'll tell you, that is their best album. And U2's No Line on the Horizon, which I also know is not a popular pick. This uh, <laughs> this one just feels heavier than other Cure albums. It absolutely does. <coughs> I think it really does. I mean, if your only knowledge of The Cure was the third song on the Crow soundtrack, yeah. Burn, I think it's the third song. I was just, I have no But idea. if all your knowledge was of the song Burn, this would be what you're hoping to hear. And honestly, it was my yeah. favorite Cure song of the ones I knew as a kid. So... This is probably the album that hit the note of this is what I think The Cure were before we started this. But I don't think they abandoned anything either. No. I think they're just they're well-developed at this point of doing the things they do, and they do all the things they normally do on this album except for an island song, which we talked about in the past. Yeah, like, there's like Kyoto Cat, song. Was it Caterpillar? Uh, Caterpillar. Is it uh, Kyoto song was one of those? I'm not sure. No, Maybe Kyoto song I think not. was the one that we discussed was the, like... Battle music from <laughs> yeah, it was. Maybe. yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know how much more I can really say about it. It's it's my favorite album from this band, and it this will make car flash drive. This like will, this will be one of the ones that's like, well, I have so many that I have full albums of. This will make full album rotation, which is maybe like twenty albums on my 
Well, let me estimate higher. It's probably 30. There's a lot of short punk rock albums. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, if you're counting punk rock for you, Tim, I think albums are like six songs at most. Plus, honestly, I think right now I can tell you, I probably have like four Pavement albums. <laughs> probably six Built to Spill albums, so it's got to be higher than 20 on there. <laughs> Earth Crisis, I know, is on there. <laughs> it's all you, man. I could ramble about these bands forever. I mean, you've said pretty much all of it about the self-title it's the culmination of everything it's literally they're coming into their own they're like, oh, like they've been into their the own. perfection of yeah their of their art yeah pretty much yeah that's oh. the way i feel about it so now we go to the top 10 i'm gonna go ahead and preface right now i did not rank my top 10 i did not either okay good i, I had originally started the process in rank order and then went I don't know if I can actually name a number one. It was hard enough whittling down. Yeah. Because I started, because I went back through my show notes, and just from, you know, remembering off the top of my head what I listened to and what I did like, I started at 33 songs, I think. 34. I think after... To get it down to 10 is kind of hard. I think after... You're talking degrees of difference between some of these songs. Yeah. After re-listens to podcasts, re-listens to albums in total... Just to get a list started, I think even I had like 27 songs in my starter list. Of a catalog that's already so large. Yeah. So, I mean, really. Like, honestly, we could have probably done a top 20. And gotten away with it. Still only. Yeah, you're barely touching on everything this band has to offer. That's two albums out of 13. I did pick a definitive number one. I did not. Didn't. Uh, yeah, that's fine. So I will save my number one till the end of my list. Okay. The rest of I, my list is basically in chronological order. Okay. In order of release. I didn't even do that. But I can, I mean. No, that's fine. You don't have to do it whatever order you got listed. It's fine. <laughs> it's like I have a playlist on the YouTubes. That's what I did. A couple things before we get started, though. Before we started this podcast, I would have sworn to you that Just Like Heaven would definitely make my top ten. Uh-huh. Without listening to anything else... Just Like Heaven's on the list. It did not make it. Huh. But the, And I think I mentioned this on the Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me episode. The Cure version is fine. <laughs> it's the Dinosaur Jr. version that I really, really love. That's funny. Like, if I could throw that in, it's like, the Dinosaur Jr. cover. That would probably still make the top ten. I, I the Cure think you original. did mention that I did mention it on that episode. Yeah. But I'm just saying, right now, it's... I like the Dinosaur Jr. version better. Like, yeah. uh, thanks for writing it so that... So the dinosaur so junior dinosaur, dinosaur junior can cover. <laughs> All right. Any notes for you, Matt? While you're kind of perusing through and doing your list, I don't think so. I mean, I kind of reshuffled my list a little bit from where I started. <clears throat> Start right in. All right. First on my list is Fire in Cairo from Three Imaginary Boys. I don't think I'm saying anything new when I say it. I feel like this is the song on the album that, like, hey, there's something different about this band because most of this album. Three Imaginary Boys, it was, it was mostly like kind of standardy post-punk fare. Yeah. Like the other bands of that era that were releasing albums at the same time as The Cure. I, I hate to bring it up because it always is true, but like you 2 they were doing post-punk. I wish I could think of other bands too. Oh, like The Smiths were kind of around and they were still in their infancy doing post-punk. Joy Division was still doing post-punk and hadn't found their sound. But Fire and Cairo, that's their sound. Yeah. That is what they're going to sound like. The rest of their career. It's just a great bouncy pop song. I still can get <laughs> lost trying to sing the F I R E I N C A I R O. Like, oh, sing the actual of God yeah. of Fire and I'll still trip up on that. Oh, but, yeah. but I'm glad I pulled it off just now for everyone. Yeah. I had to double, I had to rethink. I was like, yeah, no, you got it right. <laughs> yeah, I did. 
So what, what do you got, Matt? Uh, apart. Apart? What's that from? Off the top of my brain, I can't remember. <laughs> Come on, Matt. It was simple. You list title song. Album. I'm pretty sure we album. discussed this prior to recording. <laughs> album name, and then <laughs> start your notes. Really, you're not gonna? Oh, it's Wish. It's from Wish. Wish. Ah, uh, the what I think is the first Cure album I owned. <laughs> Which <laughs> what I, I bought. think you aren't 100 percent sure, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that I bought it. At least I'm yeah. pretty sure. And I mean, I'll probably say this for a lot of these. Again, it's it's Smith's lyrical delivery. Like, and I mean, that's going to be a reoccurring thing for me. Is well, quote some lyrics then. <laughs> what are some lyrics? If they're leaning you, so it's not. Hard it's to not the songs. lyrics themselves. It's the it's the delivery from the Smith. Delivery is, is Smith's vocals is carrying yeah. the song if you like. But I mean, we've discussed it through and through in every review. Like Smith's vocals are what makes a lot of songs for me. Yeah, that's true. Next up, I had "Give Me It" from the top. It's just straight chaos right out of the gate. Like he comes in with those. Hard-hitting drums, and just... I mean, and Smith's... It's one of Smith's, like, accusatory vocals, you know. Give me yeah. it! Give me it! Rhythm guitar is a buzzsaw. Leads, like I said, is the noise. Just just nothing but madness going on. He does the, uh, gasping for air. That lyric, yeah. it, that's what the whole song feels like. Like I said, it's mainly... With that one, it's the percussion. It's just so snappy right. and aggressive. Love that song. Uh, my next one is The Funeral Party. From Faith. <laughs> right. Oh, man, I'm having a hard time picturing it, but I, I'm sure it was super depressing. It's oh, yeah. No, a it, funeral party. It, but it's, it's, so, it's a song about, like, dancing at a funeral party. Right. And, like, celebrating, like, the did happy we, part. Did we talk about that being, like, gothy cliche? Yeah. I assumed as much. It's called <laughs> Funeral Party. I'm, yeah. I'm going to bring that up. Well, what do you got next, Matt? Shake Dog Shake. Oh, Shake Dog Shake is a good song. Yeah. It made my 33, but. Yep, from the top. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, I'll be honest with you, it got cut pretty early. But Shake Dog Shake is a pretty good song. How's that go again? I, I'm trying to remember what the the other song... I had two songs from the top on my... Damn, that's pretty good. Like, cause it's on top. my top 27 or whatever. Oh, gotcha. Nice. Oh, you know, that's two from both of us right now. Because I had Give Me It. Uh-huh. I had In Between Days from Head on the Door next. It, it's such a great bouncy pop song. And what's... What makes it different from like Close to Me and Friday I'm in Love? I hadn't heard this one. So it was completely it's like this new pop bouncy pop song I get to hear. Right. That I haven't heard a billion times. You'll identify with this one. My next song, Screw, from Head on the Door. I feel like that was in there, but I don't remember it right now. As far as like in my initial thirty three. Right. I don't think it was, honestly. How's Screw go? What's it about? When you throw your arms, fall on the floor, and keep changing your shape. Jump right into your mouth, jump around on your tongue. I'm kind of blank. Yeah, no. I can only imagine from... Like, I could play it, but you'd have to pause the recording. Well, well, anyways, get on your nose. I can cut all that. (laughs) Except where you read lyrics. That'd be fine. No, it's probably one of the songs from The Head on the Door that has good, like, mix of instrumental and vocal. Right. Well, I can see how that would... Wow, you're p- picking a real deep cut, I feel like, from that on the door. <laughs> I think so. Based upon the songs that are on that album. Wait, whoa, whoa. Let me pick this one that no one ever... Let me pick this one that no one remembers. <laughs> Fucking hipster. You know me. Well, my next one was also from Head on the Door. Close to Me. Oh, alright. Uh, this one, man, it's a lifetime favorite. I tried not to let nostalgia get involved too much on this one, but man, it's such a great song. That simple organ, flute, 
uh, smith, whispery, but then at other times a little more power to it. Hey, huh? Close to me is great. Everyone should. Everyone probably knows close to me. Plus, I'm not trying to be a hipster to pick some fucking screw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a hipster. What do you got, Matt? Lullaby. The next Matt's from Disintegration. Disintegration, I think. For some reason, if you Google it, it just says live. I'm like, right. that's not accurate. Yeah. What made you pick that one? I mean, it's from Disintegration. <laughs> you're not required to pick anything from Disintegration. No, I just... It's probably the one song from Disintegration that if I was forced to pick a single song from an album... Right. Actually, Disintegration's really great. Yeah. I think we've discussed that already. Yeah, pretty In awesome. our top three. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could remember, but it is a good song. I know that much. It's... Yep, I know what we're talking about. Yep, yeah. It's like the Give the Kid Nightmares while singing them to sleep song. Yeah, that's it. The video's that way, too, actually, because I remember watching it. Because Lullaby made my... It had to make the top 33. I would imagine. Yeah. What did you have next? What was your one that would coincide with Lullaby? What do you mean? I already talked about Close to Me. I might be. Alt dot end. Oh, hey, not a bad pick. Yeah? Yeah. It's not one of my favorites on there, but it's not bad either. It's a pretty good song. Yeah, it's a solid... Honestly, I think for that one, it's more the instrumental than the vocal. Right. But, again, I mean, I can't... It does seem like that was... Not necessarily as a more just period instrumental song, but there was more more focus. Yeah. Like, the vocals kind of took a step back. I had Want from Wild Mood Swings. Ooh, wow. Yeah. The album opener on, I think it's the, yeah, it's the opener on Wild Smooth it's, yeah. Swings. It's Smooths. Yeah, it's kind of a shame it's on Wild Smooth Swings, because I think people will miss a pretty great Cure song. It's just one of those ones where it's a repetitive riff that just kind of builds the entire song, and Smith's angry again with the vocals. Right, you seem to enjoy those more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like more aggressive songs. Uh, they throw in a little electronica sort of stylings. Oh, okay, yeah. In there. Yep. And they throw in some orchestra. It's just one of their big wall of sound songs. My next one might actually surprise you a little bit. It was based on our talk. Uh, the Promise. Oh, really? The self-title. Oh, you picked... Uh, I'm still not a big fan of The Promise. It's it's good enough yeah. sort of situation, but isn't it like ten fucking minutes? It, it is, but it's ten also one of those songs that it doesn't feel like it's ten minutes. I'm going to tell you what. I'll agree with you there, but it still feels way too long huh? when I listen to the full album. It's also probably one of the few on my top ten list that is one of the really long songs. Right. I mean, you sitting here picking fucking deep cut B-sides. Dang right. That's, so, how, I, that's how I live, Tim. I guess I'll just be surprised your entire list. I mean, the next two, probably not so much. My next one, also from Wild Mood Swings. What? Yeah. I was the shocked, argu- too. The arguably worst album we discussed. <laughs> worst, yeah. No, worst album ever. There are two songs on here. After this, no more Wild Mood Swings. I think but based on our cover, like, our cover crazy, of it, it, if you list the song that I'm thinking, it's the other song that you said you might actually enjoy from this album. This is a lie. It's just the most sad and somber song, and up to this point, I don't think I've had any of those sad or somber ones. No, you've done a lot of, like, angry and (laughs) pop. Yeah, pretty much, but it's got a lot of orchestral parts. Like, it's some of their best orchestral work to go with the song. You feel how fucking miserable he is, and it has those really, like, the really deep... I wish I knew what they were called. They're not tom drums, but... The orchestral drums. Are yeah, right. I know what I like. I, mean, I can something. see what you're yeah. talking about, but I do not know the names. You know the big round uh, drums yeah, that I'm... you saw the two times your class trip went to the uh, orchestra. <laughs> yeah, 
Those I, drums. I was in choir, Tim. We went way more than that. <laughs> What'd you have, Matt? Uh, the next song I had, after Promise, was uh, Taking Off from the self-title. I can kind of hear that in my head, but again, Jesus, man, that's kind of a B-side. That's a deep but cut. There's this is, this is another one that song. literally my notes on it. Unless you have the rest of that album on the rest of your list. <laughs> Ta-da, Tim, you found me out. I just picked the self-title. <laughs> I had made a joke that I was going to do that to Matt, that I was just going to pick the ten songs minus the promise and say that was my top ten. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, no, it, it's it's this one song on that album, and I, I'm pretty sure that I was able to sing along with right, like, oh, right yeah, away. Oh, no, yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. But as soon as it came on, you felt like you knew it. Yep, even though I'm pretty sure I didn't actually know it. Yeah, I'd find it hard to believe if you did. Then again, you were picking all deep cuts here. Maybe that was the only Cure song you heard previously. No, uh, Friday I'm in Love. (laughs) Everybody's heard that one. Everybody knows that song. Well, my next one was from uh, your, what, third favorite, Blood Flowers. Last Day of Summer. So now I'm back to back on the sad songs here. Yeah. The Last Day of Summer is the same way. It's just a sad, pathetic song. (laughs) They, you know... You kind of expect to hear from The Cure and you want from one of their albums. Right. I almost want to say it's in the vein of, like, pictures of you and love song, but sadder, but, like, it has that sort of haunting pop quality to it, too. Yeah. From the self-titled. And another sad-ass song, Anniversary. Oh, that was actually one of them that was on my list. This isn't a sad one. This is one of the gothier ones. Yep. Like, this is is when they finally perfected the stuff you got from 17 Seconds and Faith, Matt's fourth favorite Kid album. Yay! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They even brought back, like, an 80s sort of drum sound on this one. Yep. I only know because Anniversary was, like, the last one I eliminated from my 10. Oh, was it? Yeah, no, it's a really great song. Uh, I really love, and this one was one where the lyrics actually came into play. Play is the, uh, another moment there always is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then when it goes into the rest of that, yeah, no, it's good stuff. Makes you feel pitiful. And sad. All right, so now you have two left and I have two left. We're back on track. (laughs) Kind of. Uh, my, my next one is Never. Also from... Also from the self-title. Jesus Christ, Matt, you went a little heavy on the self-title Dude, I told album you. here. I mean, I get it, it's a great album. Which, which one was it again? Uh, that would be the one that should have ended the album. Oh yeah, right before. <clears throat> yep. Still, you're picking, like, if I was going to load my list with album, songs from that album, we're not even close on which ones we picked. I, I had a feeling we were going to be. Alt-End maybe would have made the cut. <laughs> I had The Scream from 413 Dream. That one was the 12th song. Right, it was a late entry, yeah. you know, because we had just listened to 413 Dream a couple weeks ago. But, it, man, it starts, it stands out. Uh, starts real soft with the vocals and guitars, and then just builds on itself and builds on itself, and then it becomes a super aggressive and that dun, 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 just oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just one of those times where they build this wall of sound using a assembly of smaller parts. I mean, they're building the Eiffel Tower out of toothpicks with some of these songs. Oh yeah, is that the one where they like? It feels like and the... scream! But it felt like the lyrics were also part of the build on that yeah, one. Yeah, no, they are. Yeah, the way the vocals are delivered, everything. It's really great. Yeah. What'd you have, Matt? Uh, my last song? 
I know. Shouldn't you be on second to last? Told you I had two okay, left right. before last. You're fine. No, we're <laughs> we're still on track here. I'm just <laughs> like I have one left. All right, I'll cover mine, and then you can talk about your favorite cure song I of all time. I will talk about my favorite cure of all, song of all time. Mine is the loudest sound. Which one was that from? That is Bloodflowers. Mm. The loudest sound. Is I think I remember. Silence. Yeah. Yep. I'm yep. talking about how it drives them crazy that it's quiet. Oh man. Uh, just to clarify, that is not Matt's favorite Cure song of all time. That just on his list. Yeah, Matt didn't do so good at <laughs> picking his favorite. picking his top one. Well, I didn't have too much trouble picking my number one either, because it just stood out so quality amongst everything else that they made. It's Lost from the self-titled album, the album opener. Yeah. Starts that simple guitar riff, the raspy begging vocals, just bass is repetitive and droney. You are big on bass. The, uh, well, yeah. Uh, the guitar on that part, too, though, it, it's not out of tune, but it just sounds like slightly Oh, yeah, off. no, I remember that song, yeah. It's just this big wall of sound. It's aggressive. Uh-huh. Like... I mean, that's, your, that's like a mixture of your favorite things in life. Aggressive <laughs> yeah. and wall of sound. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I don't think it would be something I'd recommend to somebody, though. If somebody said, Oh, no. Hey, I was thinking about listening to The Cure. What song? I'm not telling them fucking Lost. No. no. <laughs> I just, I love it. I, I, and the, the end where he, uh, I can't find myself. Yeah. That's the, I mean, he's just, he's angry. He's all just fucking feeling bad for himself. It, that's a very ragey song. It is. And I, I mean, love rage. That makes sense for Tim. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt, anything else? We're at the end here, at least temporarily. I'm very confused what to do with life now. Well, I mean, the cure is over. Weather's getting better. Ready to go disc? Let's go disc. Please follow us on Twitter at Frisky Discs. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts.